it it showed me that the the way you supported me through that and the way you helped me and also the way I had to unravel and show my worst side in a way, you know, this side that just wanted to kill this woman and like whatever vilify you and like run away from the whole situation. But it asked me to um, to move and heal something, like to move through something. So Welcome to the Feminine Way podcast. My name is Dika and I'm a Tantra teacher. I'm on a mission to make Tantra and Tantric wisdom modern and down to earth. And I support and work with feminine leaders and entrepreneurs to use this wisdom in their daily lives, relationships and businesses to activate more love, intimacy and pleasure. In this episode, we dive into the topic of jealousy, cheating, and how to deal with attractions to other people while being in a relationship. We share some very personal stories that happened for us and how we dealt with it. Besides that, we talk about what jealousy truly is trying to tell you, how it can be used and expressed in a healthy way, and how it gave birth to a feminine superpower deeply respected in our relationship. Make sure to keep listening to the very last minute as at the end we share and show a very simple tantric technique that we got taught which dissolved jealousy in minutes. I would say grab yourself a cup of tea and enjoy. Thought it would be beautiful to dive a little bit in to this topic of jealousy specifically in relationships mm -hmm. as I feel it's a subject that probably every one of us has experienced in one shape or form or another, um, whether that's in their current relationship, a past relationship, in whatever aspect of life. But it's a, a topic actually not very often openly talked about, I feel. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think it could be really valuable for us to have a little chat on our journey with jealousy and how we're dealing with that in our relationship. And um Yeah, how it was in the beginning of our relationship versus how it's now and what has changed, what have we learned, because I believe we've learned a lot when it comes to this subject. And yeah, like specifically, I would like to share a little bit on, even though it feels a little bit tender because the topic of, of jealousy somehow has been way more life for the first time in my life in this relationship of us, where in previous relationship it wasn't it wasn't as much there maybe in the very first kind of relationship it wasn't official but the men I had sex with although I wasn't really aware of jealousy specifically there but I was lacking this more commitment and this this feeling of fully being met but I believe in my long-term relationship that I had for about five years mm -hmm. I always considered myself just not a jealous person and I was very proud of that I would be like I don't know I'm just not jealous you know I'm that cool girlfriend that's just not jealous and that's too cool to be jealous and uh, I was myself a big flirt too so I liked flirting and having space to flirt and specifically in that relationship it ended in a way where I actually uh, felt really really locked up in the partnership and also had started to have a lot of attractions to other men and had no clue how to deal with that because it's yeah something we never communi communicated or talked about. Plus, no one really talks about it. So what to do, except for just it's not done to be attracted to anyone else while you're in a partnership. Mm -hmm. um, because when you're boyfriend and girlfriend, that's just the only thing you're focusing on. In the sense of, I stepped into that relationship also without having a conversation or awareness or understanding about what else is there than except this monogamous structure. I don't even think I heard of the term monogamy because it just was just not a there wasn't a difference there wasn't something opposite to that mm -hmm. and so 
yeah, it was very confusing at that time in my life. And then I got out of that relationship being like, okay, I never want to feel this locked up in a partnership again. And so then I basically went into the complete opposite and started exploring more like open relating, open dating. I never fully committed to one person in that way because, well, no one was really fully committing and it was super vague because no one put labels on things. So it's like, okay, we're doing box lists. So I guess I don't know what this is, but I enjoyed the freedom. And also it became really confusing at some point. And so then I came out of that opposite side into this, okay, how the fuck does this work? Like, how can I find a partner where I can feel this sense of commitment and really, really being there for each other and just having this sacred space and the safety and fully being able to dive into it sexually and on other levels, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And at the same time, honor this part of me that wants to flirt, that wants to be alive, that wants to dance, that wants to create, that wants to just play also. Um, yeah. So that is a little bit my journey until before we met. And I'm curious, what was your journey when it comes to the topic of jealousy? Yeah. Um, all right. So the, I mean, in general, my relationships were quite uh, long, like the first couple of relationships were both two and well, first was two and a half years of, of the relationship. And then later on the relationship itself before we separated was lasting, I think for a year and a half, but then we were connecting as friends for a while. So it was somewhat long for, um, you know, 14, 16 year old. Um, and it's it's it felt like forever, of course, at that age, but and also I I realized that I think midway of both relationships I realized at least the, the midway of the first relationship I realized that I I do I did get attracted to another girl and I did not know how to to cope with that. So at that point, my realization was well, if you get attracted to another woman, that means that you just don't love the first one and you just move on now <laughs> that was my like kind of a straightforward you know a way to deal with it so it's not too jealousy of them leaving but it was more like what to do with the other, other attractions um and i would just decide that if i if i fall in love or just get attracted even by someone else that than, than my girlfriend at that time. That means that I just don't love her and and then I just need to, you know, quit that relationship. In general, I never really felt jealousy per se in a way that I have seen people feel jealousy. And I'm I, I'm talking about this, you know, when when people become like kind of stalking each other or 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 not allowing each other do things and and not allowing each other to you know, connect with the opposite gender and 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 just like weird things like checking each other's phone. I I hopefully you know this is just luck or maybe it's just something that I don't attract. But I was never I was never really a, a, with someone who who would be jealous to me or I would need to be jealous to them. I was always a little bit more laid back in that sense too, like you were sharing about your story, that I was enjoying to be um, myself. And if, if something happens, let's say I get attracted to someone else or, or someone, you know, or my partner gets attracted to someone else, I didn't see that as a big problem. I just saw it as a, as a natural flow of things. Um, 
And then, of course, I did not know how to cope with it in a sense of how to maintain the relationship and still have those attractions. Mm. Um, at that time, at, at young year, you know, young years, I, I did not know how to do with that. So I learned that later only. But, but um, it just, yeah, it was. I was always kind of confident within myself, mm. and I realized later that jealousy has a lot to do with self-confidence so so meaning if um i would be less confident about myself i would be much more likely to have strong jealousy of a sort you know of various kinds of sorts maybe even uh, me being very attachy and and trying to control all or each move that my partner makes but i i i was always somehow very relaxed about it because i i thought that everyone has their own life choices and i i, I cannot inflict my thoughts over someone else's life so i feel like that was always there for me and i, I was very comfortable with 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 myself being uh, in a relationship with someone else and for me I never, at least not that I remember, maybe there is someone who's listening, my, one of my ex-partners, and she would be like, yes, I totally cheated on you. <laughs> but nobody ever cheated on me the, the way that I, you know, because that's another way that jealousy gets risen, is that if you do get cheated on in a very committed partnership, then that also raises mm, distrust, and it's, it becomes very difficult to trust the next person and so on and so forth. And I've heard people that that that, ha that happens often. Yeah. And and that's another thing that I would like to discuss in this in this podcast, which is why why we do that and and why don't we just communicate about this beforehand and and are aware and come to these realizations with meditation. Yeah. That's an interesting one actually because I realized while you were sharing that that I believe yeah, like that I also have never been cheated on. Um, so I, I haven't had that experience in the sense of, yeah, because I definitely have friends that had that experience where mm -hmm. they find, found out or uh, they cheated and then they cheated back or whatever was happening, you know, so it became this thing and it, the stories are always devastating. Um, luckily, I've never had to be on the receiving end of that. Mm -hmm. Plus, um, also like in my family or like for example my parents i that wasn't like they were together um like so that wasn't really in my surrounding in that way um but it was definitely a subject that was coming up a lot you know or like i remember just this thing of like you're not supposed to cheat you're mm -hmm. you cannot be cheating that's a really bad thing and so when i in that past partnership had these really strong feelings and attractions to other people, it became such a battle within myself where I was so blaming and shaming myself mm -hmm. for having that. And then it almost became impossible to resist it. And it was just like something took over, but still this really deep conditioning of like, you shouldn't be cheating. Cheating is bad. And mm -hmm. it's like the worst thing you can do and whatever. Um, but it's interesting. Yeah. How, this concept of cheating where it comes from, I think it would be nice to dive into that. Um, what's really behind it? Because I believe behind it, it just shows a, something within us that is not being honored. Something within us that's not given space. 
because that's really how it felt. Like I wasn't giving that part of myself space. I had no clue how to, in a healthy way, deal with that part of myself. I wouldn't share about it because I didn't want to hurt my partner. Plus I, I, I didn't know what it meant because also like in my perception of attraction, the only option would be to make out or to kiss or to have sex or to do something with that physically with another person. Mm -hmm. And so it was very, very challenging. Yeah. But you also in your environment, your parents or. No, I, my parents separated before I was kind of aware of that. Um, so I was very young at that time. I was a two, I believe. And in general, I, even myself, I did my best not to cheat. I mean, I had like once this overlapping story where I, I, I had an attraction that was from the, from the first to the second relationship, mm-hmm. where I had an attraction to this this girl with which I, you know, did not know what to do with, with with that feeling, and then, and then I was still in a relationship with the first, uh, with the first girlfriend, and then I. Because of that, not knowing what to do, but the attractions both exist, I, I, in a sense, I had like a week-long confusion. But it wasn't cheating in a sense of, uh, you know, doing something inappropriate other than just feeling emotions. There was no, like, kissing or, or any sort that, besides being like, ah, oh, shit, I am, I'm really feeling these two things. So I feel like we need to define things at this point. And because I perceive that, you know, both uh, jealousy and, and cheating is, is a concept, concepts that, that everyone conceptualizes differently. Mm. Um, and so, for example, cheating is a, a very interesting concept because some people could be like, well, if you look at another woman, um, that's already cheating. Um, if you look at another woman with desire, that's already cheating. Mm. Uh, or maybe if you think about something, it's already cheating. Or maybe if you just kiss, then it's cheating. If you dream about someone. Yeah, or if you dream about them mm. naked, you know, that's <laughs> something. Or, or or maybe if you, only if you make love, if you like get your genitals together. Or maybe if you, you know. Or when you're texting. Or yeah. Like so, so I believe there is that difference. And I often hear this difference specifically from like mostly men and women. So with men, I typically notice that they are more, um, typically, of course, mm-hmm. and they are more triggered when a woman has something physical with a man. Mm-hmm. So let's say an interaction where they met or maybe interaction when they kissed or interaction where they made love. And a woman typically is more triggered in these interactions where a man has a relationship of a sort, of a connection that feels like more than just nothing. Yeah. yeah. So emotional connection. So so typically that's what would be considered cheating for in one case and another case. But I I really would advise for everyone who is in a relationship to actually define that in your relationship like what is cheating so maybe we can play a little bit game and uh, so what would be cheating for you Dike? well for me i think cheating would be well the f- more physical acts like having sex with someone else mm-hmm. like physical 
penetration or touching each other's genitals um, um, in like a romantic, intimate setting. Because if also we're talking tantra massage, which we both give, then mm -hmm. it's a different container. Um, but yeah, if it's more like a romantic, not a, a client kind of way. Mm -hmm. um, kissing, kissing, I would also consider cheating. Um, mm -hmm. what else? Well, yeah, having a relationship with anyone, with someone else. Um, what's a relationship? Yeah, this is a good one. It gets so tricky so fast, you know. Um, well, a romantic connection of some sort mm -hmm. because you have many sort of relationships. You have the business relationships, you have dance relationships, you have like friendship relationships. Um, but when there's more of a when it's based on like physical attraction solely mm. i don't know what, what about <laughs> you <laughs> i love it no it's true because it is we've done so many <laughs> processes together to figure yeah. out many of these uh, of these subjects but when you want to put it in a very clear fashion it, it becomes somewhat difficult because i remember we had this long you know conversations to define the energetics behind it yeah and we basically defined that uh that as long as it is clear and and um, has the beginning and has an end and the ending has happened uh then it it has it poses no no threat yeah and as long as we all are sharing about it so there's no hidden factor in that so there's yeah. no one hiding that ah i have this attraction and you know we looked at each other for more than three seconds and <laughs> <laughs> and and uh you know uh, and if I share about it, if I'm aware, if I if I'm aware, and I also share with that person, and I'm aware with you, and I share with you, then typically all would be fine. But anyway, um, yeah, I think to add to that, it inspired me something. Tell me. I think mainly the thing about cheating, because all of those things, like I'm not assuming they could happen, but also I'm like trying to think now if they would happen, would that be like cheated? So the end or something? I'm like. Like we're co-creating this relationship together. So I'm fully in that with you and I believe you with me. So we tra traverse this path of life, of mm -hmm. relating, of love, of intimacy, of all these things. And so it might shift and change how how it looks and what is considered cheating or not. But I think the most important factor behind this is actually the hiddenness of it, the kind of like underneath the surface, like something is happening, but it's not being communicated. It's not... Um, there's no awareness being shed on it. There's mm -hmm. no light of consciousness of presence around the fact that this is happening. Mm -hmm. And so I think the, the cheating aspect mainly comes from the hiddenness of from it. From not sharing. From not sharing. From keeping you know, it. this is very interesting because I, I've heard many people and uh, having so many different ways of going around this, especially in this kind of more polyamorous community, mm -hmm. which is, you know, some people are okay to hear all the details about whatever you did or whatever has been experienced. Yeah. And some people are would be preferring just not to hear um, and just not not you know not not acknowledge that at all and maybe it's just like yeah you do what you need to do and make sure you come back home and wash yourself, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> and then and then the, there's some people who kind of have this variation in between, like in 
sometimes sharing, but not all the details need to be disclosed and so on and so forth. So I personally am one of those who, I mean, maybe that's an easy for you because of that. I really like sharing. I just really adore sharing. I'm like, look, I got attracted. This is what happened. <laughs> and 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 then and then I realized, oh, maybe I've overshared a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but but I I really enjoy that. Of course, it's my line of work. I'm I'm a dancer. I, I I dance in a sensual way with people because of the Brazilian zouk, of the style of songs and music. The the dance itself is very sensual. Plus, I you know I I do tantra massages. I work with sexuality in my uh, line of work. As, as, as a healing modality so that that also kind of uh, makes me work in a field where there's just constant flow of sensual energy and and so so people get attracted all the time of course you know a client and 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 the therapist relationship is very different and that is you know out of bounds but when they are in a dance floor or or when I'm not in a client um, relationship then it can be you know things can flow as i'm still a human being obviously like everyone else so yeah so i find it very interesting how people define what what they would like to hear and what Mm. what would you know how they would want to continue with that so for me cheating uh would be um yeah i i had this four four point rule for a while and and since i was I don't know, young, I think. And I, I believe this is still sticks. I've tried it many times and it still exists. So I, I wrote it down like in detail, mm-hmm. all of these points and then all of these um, like little um, descriptions of why each point. But basically for me, cheating, not necessarily cheating in a bad way again. Not, it's not the end of the world if that if that happens. But there is a, a big red flag if those four things happen. So... So if there is um, like genital to genital contact, mm. uh, meaning so some genital to genital touch, uh, oral genital contact, um, so meaning lips or mouth to, to genitals touch, um, then when... I forgot my point. <laughs> Look at that. I need to Google them. Now. I have it all. Your own anyway. memory. Yeah, in my own memory. Um, gentle, gentle, or a genital. And then, um, yeah, well, in any case, we, we also, I would like not to have an orgasm or ejaculation for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but probably that would, uh, I, I'm totally fine with, if my partner would have an orgasm of a sort, meaning energetical orgasm of a sort, or genital orgasm, I think it is a little bit of a difficult one. So genital, no genital orgasm, probably because genital release it, it entails desire typically. Um, ah, yeah, no lips, lips contact also. So yeah, so no genital, genital, no lips, lips, no oral genital, and no orgasm of genital release. So those are the four points, yeah. and. And typically those prevent most things. So I, I've lived my life with those rule, four rule set for a while now. Like I think almost a decade at this point or close to a decade. And it just works really well. Like I have allowed myself to cross that border. Yeah, I, because I'm, I'm kind of wondering when you were 
polyamorous yeah, yeah, yeah. had different girlfriends than so i have was. allowed yeah. myself to cross that border but i installed the rule set before and then i played within the rules and then i had time tested when i them out. tested <laughs> what happens if you break them <laughs> and i came back and i was like yeah th those were good <laughs> you should keep them <laughs> um yeah because the title is is uh, you know the time when he kissed another girl so so this is this is what i would typically hold as a boundary but everything in my opinion is a matter also of context um for example of course like gentle to gentle contact i i find it difficult to find a context that actually makes sense that's why i have this rule mm. uh, oral to genital contact it's also i find it difficult to find Context, context where it would actually be okay, you know, oral, oral, meaning like the lips to lips contact. I find it difficult. I understand in the in the, in you know, sometimes I, it just maybe yeah. accidentally kissed each other or whatever. You tried to kiss on the cheek, and of course that doesn't count. But <laughs> but uh, but if if it actually happens out of passion and desire, it for me it's a red flag, and pa partially it is because um, through um, liquid exchange we actually transmit information so that's the most important aspect why all of these three yeah. and through so three through liquid exchange we we are far through our secretions we communicate so that communication is is going through the body so it's not that it is the end of the world but that for me entails that there is something happening that uh you two or, or I am mis with someone wanted to have that interaction so that, that information to be exchanged and maybe it's meaningful and you know it, it always is a matter of context but um, I, I would say it's a, it's a red flag it's like why exactly yeah. um, and then the no orgasm specifically uh, genital release because that creates a uh, an imprint inside of our being that that kind of makes us feel uh, addicted at least a little bit mm. at least for a little bit so a man typically is um, I mean it, it, my my testosterone drops when I ejaculate and also my uh, prolactin rises when I ejaculate so I start feeling more wanting to bond and maybe more cuddle and there's more oxytocin there and so so I would I would bond with the woman with whom I ejaculated with even if that ejaculation happened not inside of her, just just as a matter of my own being, that's what happens. So <clears throat> that would have consequences yeah. in, in a sense of like energetical consequences. I would be more bonded with that being. Yeah. Uh, and that obviously would have some implications in the relationship, you want it or not. So, so because then I have bonded with someone else and here you are, maybe want to bond with me, but I'm, I'm kind of busy energetically uh, yeah, yeah. or, you know, now bonded with someone else or something else. Yeah. Yeah, I think the energetic but also physical impact of what you were just mentioning, the liquid exchange, is something um, many of us are unaware of. And I was unaware of for a long time because when I came to these tantra trainings and Sarita started talking about um, when a man ejaculates inside of a woman, she gets addicted for about a month, like one menstruation cycle, basically, yeah. because from a very primal perspective, what if you would be pregnant? So nature designed it in a way that it become you become addicted to the man. Or, um, yeah, and the man has like a three-day addiction, but also the uh, how when a woman specifically makes love to men and receives him inside, part of his DNA gets 
uh, gets absorbed in her and she will be carrying his karma for about seven years. And these were not like some, because maybe I shared them now and you're like, oh my God, what? They sound like horror stories. I don't, <laughs> I didn't perceive them as horror stories, but it was pretty like powerful to hear those initially. And then to realize I'm like, oh my God, if I would have known this, if I would have taught in a, yeah, if I would have been taught more awareness around what happens when we have sex, except for mm -hmm. probably the chance to have babies, so take the pill so you cannot get pregnant, yeah. or wear a condom so there's no STIs, but also the more energ energetic impact and the physiological and instinctual impact that it can have, then probably I would have chosen to be to have let have not as fast sex well like if i look back at all the sexual partners that i had probably like half of those would drop away as i should not have had sex with those or if yeah. i would have known a different way to deal with the attraction because i think also what you just described i would love to dive into a little bit because you're talking about if it's just a primal desire and passion like genital release being more linked to desire mm -hmm. um i think it could be beautiful to just highlight that sexual energy or attraction can have different expressions. And so yeah. desire is often linked to pleasure or to procreation, this mm -hmm. more primal, like, okay, we, we want to, it's goal oriented more. It's like, we're going somewhere and it, it can come with a lot of little hooks and things, you know, unresolved things because there's so much trauma and shit we carry around our sexuality because we haven't taught anything, haven't been taught anything about it. Mm -hmm. And we've been hurt so many in different shapes and forms that when we get sexual with someone beyond all these instinctual facts and things that are playing out, which we're not aware of also, it will create, yeah, often unintentional connections or energetic imprints, which we didn't have to deal with. And that's where like so much drama in our life comes from where that drama could be avoided if we understand that an attraction can mean also as you created this beautiful framework, not just pleasure and, and procreation, but also inspiration, healing, transformation, creation. Yeah. Um, yeah so, you know, what's an, another thing popped into my mind while you were, while you were sharing is if you have an orgasm, uh, which is very instinctual, um, you might bond, bond with the person's smell that you have, uh, you know, been with. And I've had these things. I mean, this happened to my to me in, in my life where we're like I've bonded with that smell because the smell is how we. This is the most rudimentary rudimentary um, sense, mm. and it's very connected to our in instinctual instinctual nature. And because of that, then um, if you have an you know orgasmic experience that is is fully connecting to your animal instinctual nature which would be the genital release which is all about procreation all about you know now we're making a baby and we, we yeah. you know your body is fully preparing for that whether you're man or woman and and then you smell that smell you know if you would not uh know um anything you would always be able to recognize that person by the smell and so, so there's bonding happening in multiple levels through visuals. Also, uh, I've I've had many times when I have had interactions with a woman with, which were very sexual, and then eventually I bond to the shapes or to the to the visuals of her body, and then that that creates as a. Um, that's one of the reasons, by the way, why I typically advise against uh, if if a man watches porn or any kind of erotic images, advise against. Uh, 
coming or ejaculating while you're doing that while you you can if if that's you know you can't avoid that now if you can't not watch them it's okay but as long as you can don't ejaculate while you're doing that because you also kind of bond to the picture <laughs> you bond yeah, to the yeah. shapes and forms and and in a sense if you know whatever you're into whatever you're watching you bond to that yeah. so if it's hardcore porn you bond to that and it's a very very interesting because it taps like so deeply in our instinctual yeah. nature yeah i think it's the power of sexual energy like it, exactly. it creates and we're unaware that an orgasm creates something so when you have it and there's no intention what you're creating then it beco can become very murky very fast um yeah and so then then you were asking about these ways of of um you know what happens when there are attractions and and how to use yeah. the sexual energy in multiple yeah and i think also realize now what you're mentioning is about the energy flow of sexual energy so I think when you're talking about this orgasm, it's more an orgasm that goes down and out. And Absolutely. you're okay with more energetic orgasms, as you mentioned, having that with someone, which is more energy in and up. And yeah, yeah, well, because it, they are, I've heard women sometimes say to me that, that they are even more powerful than the you know physical orgasms in a sense of like where there's gentle release. And I agree that it can be uh, very, very powerful and it can be even more powerful for some people. Uh, but they typically don't create that bond as strong. That bond is going to maybe happen energetically, mm -hmm. but it's more of a love bond than of a phys physical instinctual bond. Because we need to understand when, when your body has uh, this information that you may be having a baby with this person, it's a very different story than, you know, you just had a beautiful time that energetically yeah. really made you fulfill yourself, which still makes you feel bonded, but it's not as strong as the instinctual bond that would be happening if your body believes that now you should wait and maybe you'll have a baby. Yeah. So, so in general, I, I mentioned this before, that I would not make love or have sex with anyone that I would uh, not want to have babies with. Or in other words... I would advise myself, that's another rule that I, I have there in, in this set of rules, which is, I think it's 14 or something, mm -hmm. um, with all the descriptions. And so th one of those is, is don't make love with someone with whom you would not be okay to have babies with. So that means, yeah, you may use all the protections and whatnot and all as well. But if you have not in your mind have agreed that if something would go south and here here it is a baby uh if you don't agree that that's that's okay then that's not the right person to make love with mm. um and you can share any kind of other interaction maybe find a dance and have a dance and then you know maybe have a conversation and walk in the in the in the old town or by the beach but not have love making yeah and and then coming to these like different ways of, of, of expressing sexual energy. So we have multiple attractions. The way I perceive people have constantly multiple attractions. Maybe sometimes we are not aware of it. I am doing my best to be as aware of them as I can because of work in this field. So it's, it, it's, it's necessary. I have to. And I've worked for a while, for, for, for years, you know. So, so 
more than a decade at this point, I would say it, that I that I worked with the sexual energy. As even when I worked as a as a bartender and sound engineer and and a DJ, I was working with you know creative energy, which is sexual energy. Um, so in in that time, in those times, I was already understanding. Oh, this is what happens when people are attracted to each other. So anyway, the, those few attractions. So there there's energy flow down and out, which is typically more uh, natural for people, and it's more animalistic. Uh, or more uh, more typical to our day-to-day -day flow. Uh, so so the the meaning of that down and out would be when there is um, orgasm or genital release, um, and or when there is just a a lot of pleasure for itself, the pleasure for its own sake. Mm -hmm. So you're creating pleasure for its own sake. Uh, so those are the down and out movements. So it's about procreation and pleasure. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really nice and it's amazing. When I get attracted to someone, and if I would get attracted to someone, that would not be my go-to option. I, I typically would restrict these two to only my partner that I actually think that it's a good idea if by any chance we would have babies with. So meaning like that's okay, not a bad, not a, not, not a bad day in my life if that <laughs> happens. So if, if, it, if it is a bad day, if I got, you know, a picture of of uh, of positive uh, pregnancy test, then then that was a bad idea to <laughs> for that person, and then I need to rethink my strategy of why yeah. I make those choices. So so down and out, I would just restrict personally. That's how I, I do. I would just restrict for someone whom I I really uh, would care to take care yeah. as a man, and then all the other uh, ones they are more in and up. And these are more fluid in a sense. They have much less of a bond, um, kind of not so much mechanical bond. It's more energetical bond if that even happens. Yeah. And and so that would be if the attraction is uh, inviting me to be more creative or more inspired, or maybe the attraction heals me. Um, you know, sometimes and I've heard many times in my case it was also similar where I was attracted by a woman to a, attend a tantra training and to get more to know more about Tantra and and that attraction, I use that actual energy that she, you know, inspired within me. Yeah. And then I I just continued reading and, and studying and whatnot. So I basically used uh, that momentum within myself and, and then I, I elevated myself. I yeah. could have just been like, oh my God, she's very attractive. I need to fuck. And, and <laughs> yeah. that would have been stupid in a sense because uh, I would not you discover the whole kind of spectrum of, of what's possible. Yeah. So coming back to jealousy and cheating and whatnot, I would not think that being inspired by someone, even though they could be super sensual and sexual, or I don't know, post half nude pictures on the Instagram, as long as you use that energy for the right means, means not for just pleasure and procreation, but if you like shit, this is inspiring. I want to understand what is inspiring. Yeah. I would not get jealous or be uh, be considering that cheating because this is you moving energy within you and you're just moving the energy in and up into yeah. creativity or inspiration. And or if there's someone who you are attracted to or if someone is attracted to and, and uh, that attraction leads you to more healing or self-realization, self, uh, self kind of a help, or maybe they're helping you. You know, I've, I've heard and I've had moments where, where some clients were hiring me because they were attracted to me. Yeah. 
and uh, of course as, as i said I'm, I'm holding the boundary of of client and and um and a therapist so so that nothing is will happen there that that is outside of the session which is yeah. which is supposed to just help them and not to uh, be in any case sexually gratifying or gratifying me in general in even in pleasure so that's that's what's going to happen I, i'll be in centered and everything is going to be fine but they can use that sexual attraction and and i often inspire them take that energy and breathe it in and read books and understand what are you actually attracted about what exactly gets you there so get gets the tickle you know so so find that moment and and uh, and and enjoy and and really figure it out so so that's why i would wouldn't consider this cheating i would actually say this is beautiful mm -hmm. that's of course maybe maybe it's advanced for some people to think so um uh, especially well, if you it have requires a lot of awareness and consciousness into this subject of sexuality mm. like that's where tantra comes in tantra teaches is exactly that to to bring meditation and witnessing into the most primal aspects of ourselves which is our sexual nature yeah. but like what this exactly what you just described was something that i to totally did not understand and grasp or had any men uh, in my life be so aware of that when we met and you would talk about attraction, it would instantly like trigger me, instantly <laughs> be confuse me. Mm -hmm. Because to me, it was like attraction. I remember those times. Yeah, so attraction, he's saying attracted. So what, he wants a threesome now with someone else? Or like, like attract, no. and then you got so upset and like, you have completely misunderstand me. And like, we had this whole fight and argument about these <laughs> things. But I'm like, no, but you said you're attracted to her, you know? And I was already busy with, okay, well, I want to be with him. So I want to create space for that. So I guess, how can we have this threesome am i open to it maybe i'll consider it i don't know like so my mind would be so so far-fetched but based on what i experienced in past mm -hmm. relationships what i i had known like there's nothing else that i was taught or an, a different example that i got because even with the men that i was open dating or open relating with mm -hmm. they were always sexual with other women you know yeah. so we would have chats about that and i would be aware they had a girlfriend and they had sex with that other girlfriend mm -hmm. so we had to make sure everyone was tested and like wear condoms or whatever so we were oh, talking I had that period in my life yeah too. so we were talking on that level mm -hmm. or yeah like i i don't know so i never a man that was really aware or conscious or was looking at this with a more refined perspective and mm -hmm. i think what you just described is the difference that makes all the difference how sarita always likes to say this yeah. this thing of this this awareness this pause around okay there's attraction and instead of reacting to it instead of straight away putting an action behind it it's like okay Let's bring some meditation into it. What does this attraction actually is trying to tell me? Because attraction, what I started realizing is at the core of this reality. Without attraction, we wouldn't move. We wouldn't be inspired. We wouldn't do or create yeah. anything. So the same goes for women. Like there's attractions like, yeah. So attraction is there to move, to put aliveness into this world, to, to live. Yeah. And another thing I, I have, to, have to say, because now we're talking about you know, mostly I was discussing kind of say, uh, opposite sex attractions. Yeah. And but we have to remember, uh, eros. It was very different years in hundreds of years ago in the way we were discovering or or perceiving eros. You could even find, um, you know, writings about that in ancient Greece, where they they were much more erotic about their interactions and that was not just about the opposite gender it was also about same gender even 
about you know being inspired by um, kids at that time. I'm not saying that we should go there in this day and age. I'm not saying all is well. I'm just saying that there's there are many ways to see attraction, and there is a lot of fear to look into that because it is um, it's almost like um, from an energetical imprint. It's almost like you need to be a little bit dancing with that because eros is something that is always in the air. It's like wind that is constantly okay. there, and you yeah you, you okay. need to dance with it. And if you are stuck, if you don't move with it then it's going to be very scary to f have an attraction and then you know again i've had been i've been inspired by men i've been attracted in a sense by men not sexually but i've been in inspired like seeing like ah oh, this man really shows up in in the world like really is a really strong uh strong man i i adore that kind of stance and I've had also a process of like, am I gay if I'm attracted by someone, you know? And, and I realized it's not even close to that. It's not about being gay or not gay. But what happens and what can happen if a person is very like homophobic in a sense and, and is very afraid of same-sex same attraction of a sort, then that could be internally repressed. And as you already mentioned before, if you repress something, eventually it just blows up. So if you, you know, had a, if have an attraction to someone who's the same gender, just it could be just slight attraction, like ah, you're inspired by the way they show up in their life uh, or the, the the things they brought bring up, maybe their body, and you you maybe might be inspired by. I would like to like actually also have this kind of a body. Yeah. Well, go work out. You know that could be your in your next step. Yeah. But. Instead, a person is like, oh, my God, I'm not gay. I shouldn't be watching this or like shouldn't be thinking this. Yeah. And that creates this uh, this block, which is eventually it's possible that a person explodes. Yeah. So I would like people to be a little bit more aware of errors that is constantly in the air. That means, as you said, the attractions are there, you know, yeah. like, like they're constantly kind of like pulling us here and there. And, and it's important that we are attuned aware and in relationships we have these conversations and also within ourselves we have these beautiful you know interactions and reflections where where i know oh i'm i'm attracted to this kind of a thing yeah. and and you know for example recently i noticed that i'm actually attracted to 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 buff up to maybe go to the gym and i i noticed that i'm i'm really seeing Sometimes I'm seeing men who are really like working out and I'm like, ah, oh, this is a man, like this is nice. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm enjoying that and realizing, oh, I could just enjoy that or I could actually go and do that to myself yeah. so I could look in the mirror and be like, I love you. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's the, the end game. Eventually, in my opinion, the, the attractions supposed to be getting you to be where you want to be yeah. or where you want to go instead of the attraction is a point uh like an individual where you want to go yeah yeah i don't think so i think we're all like it's like particles. basically point, pointing you to the road yes it's like a road sign exactly. it's not the destination exactly yeah, yeah. I, um, I use this often this like yeah. road sign that a person who attracts you is more of a road sign go here 
than than uh, than of our destination because the way I like, see you've it, arrived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like because because the thing is like once we receive that we receive that person. Let's say I'm super attracted to you and I receive you, meaning like you are here in my bedroom. And then what? And then what? I will make love to you and then and da da. That's it. It's not that fun. Like yes, I can have hours and hours of lovemaking which is amazing and I, we can have tantric lovemaking and it could extend it in more in weeks and months but but what am I truly getting from it the intention wh where am I wanting to go so as long as you're not using that energy somewhere then it, it's pointless yeah. but if you really figure out where do you want to do this use that energy and it yeah can I because I think it reminds me of or in a sense of there is such a thing as a healthy level of jealousy because it's what you're just describing, like a healthy level of jealousy or seeing attractions in a healthy way because healthy jealousy, that level basically shows you where you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing or it, it shows you, it points out what where you're not doing what something that you really want actually. Uh, so it can show to like also where you are inse you're insecure or not yeah. self-confident or you're not love yourself enough. But I think there's on the other side of that coin, it's not always that you don't love yourself enough, but it will show you probably something that, that you're actually also wanting to experience in some shape or form. Now, let me guess what it is that you want to experience more of. You are a woman who is longing to have more love, connection, depth, and surrender in her life. Deep down, you are desiring to be fully met, fully seen, fully chosen, and you want to be in a conscious soulmate partnership. And not only that, you would love a life full of love, care, and attention from all men. Basically, you want to turn your ordinary life into an absolute love story. And I am here for it because this is everything I was always deep down longing for and desiring, never dare to admit it until I did and my whole life changed. And that's why I know that you can actually have it all too. Now check out The Great Love Experiment, my brand new masterclass series program coming to you this fall. And this program is both for single women and women in relationship because let me tell you some really good news. You don't have to wait for the one to come and save you or for him, your partner, to finally change and meet you. You can actually create your own love story. You have all the power. And so make sure to put yourself on the wait list for the great love experiment and you receive a free heart opening meditation straight into your inbox. I would say check it out in the podcast description and enjoy the rest of this episode. This yeah. is what I realized recently when we were talking about dancing Zook and like, okay, sometimes I get jealous of you dancing with another woman. And I started to realize that actually more and more it's not to do with that woman or me being afraid that she will be like take you from me or whatever is there but more that I am wanting to experience what you're experiencing so I also want to have an amazing other man to dance with and to have this beautiful exciting movement of energy and this inspiration and this creation of dance basically you want to have fun and, and yeah it, the jealousy arrives when you don't have the fun yeah. that you would yeah. really like to have but it took me to zoom out to see that it's not like i only want to have fun with you like i'm okay with having 
and excited about having fun with other people. It mm -hmm. also gives me a spark of new influx of energy and a boost and inspiration and aliveness. Yeah. Um, but then we were in a space where there, for example, weren't that many competent men to dance with and that's then frustrating or whatever is happening. Then it comes out in jealousy, but starting to see that it's like, oh wait, it's not, it has a different flavor of it. So that's one thing. And there was another thing you really inspired me about because there's so many, I get so excited. I'm like, I oh like my God, it. this topic Go is it. so cool. We can, we can record a part two. Yeah, I know, I think we, we need should. To so there's two soon. more things for this specific episode. I think about the connection of love mm -hmm. to sex and how love also influences jealousy or in the sense of, because now we're talking a lot about sexuality, but what I, for example, found really inspiring within you, but sometimes created jealousy within me, or I had to get to a comfortable space where I could understand that and really appreciate it, mm -hmm. was, for example, that you still have a lot of love for a lot of your ex-girlfriends, and you would talk well, to them about them. still loving them mm -hmm. and really appreciating them and sometimes still being in touch with them. And basically, over the past, now almost three years we've been together, I basically some point or another i got to meet all of them mm -hmm. um and well i mean we have to kind of clarify with the, the listeners that that does not mean that i engage in any kind of sexual activities no, with, exactly. with any of yeah. them it's just it's like love that means that i perceive that if i've ever loved someone that could be anything could be a plant yeah. could be a human you know could be a dog i believe it's impossible to cut that love off it's possible to hide it in pain, meaning like I can I can be feeling too much pain, so it's it's just too hurtful to to discover that love within. Yeah. Uh, but but because I typically find my relationships like finish my relationships nicely, or at least have done the work to to clear it, yeah. then I just have love, and that's love. That does not mean that I'll ever have anything with them no, exactly. at all. But it's just love. It's meaning like. I loved what happened there and yeah. you go girl and enjoy have have the interactions and have the the boyfriends and husbands and children and many of them are with children and it's amazing yeah. but I really enjoyed the the relationship that I have with you so that is sacred meaning that that is uh that is sexual that is also loving we're building things together and none of those ex is or ex relationships that I still have love with they don't threaten us at all. That's the that's the main thing because I, I notice in this world that many times that's the other way around. That people that's keep unclear. the keep the back door open. And I've had this for years before. I've I've talked with people don't keep the back door open for your exes. Like you can love them, but don't keep the back door open. Meaning like, oh if something doesn't have work in my relationship now, I'll come back to my ex. That's a bad idea because yeah. you're already s suffocating your relationship here. You're, you're basically saying, anything you do, I have my ex waiting for me. That's yeah. that's very terrible idea. Yeah, it's really important to c create that clarity of an experience is finished and yeah. it takes a different shape or form now. But that doesn't mean love has to go away. And if I look at my past lovers and men that I've been with, with many of them also, there's actually still a, such a base of love. Like recently they suddenly all started reaching out again and I still feel so much love. But again, that also that doesn't threaten us. But what I found interesting, what I've learned over the years, so this is actually really big green flag. Like yeah. if you're looking for a partner or if you want to judge your partner or like test his integrity or like just figure out, is this a, a, an amazing man? Like, 
yeah, be aware of how did he close off the connection with his past lovers? Because many of us go out in pain and drama and like we break up and it was a big mess and there's still so much pain and unresolved things that seems like, oh, okay, so he's not attached to his ex-girlfriends anymore. There's no love there. Great. So I have nothing to worry about. But I would actually say, no, there's more to worry about because what is the reason he's stepping out in pain? Or is this the saying, like, don't expect a man to treat... uh a woman terribly and think like, oh, he's never going to do that to me. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, or the, it's, yeah. It's, it's kind of stupid. Like, well, if that already happened, happened. Yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah. So you, you're just stepping on the landmine while thinking yeah. that it's a bush. Yeah. So I really got to appreciate that quality within you and see it as something beautiful instead of at first I saw it as threatening or scary or jealous mm. um, or something for me to get jealous about. And then we're coming to the pinnacle of this podcast episode, as it's called That Time That He Kissed Another Woman. So what happened? Uh, (laughs) I think it would be fun to to talk about this. First of all, to give away the probably the assumption everyone made, oh my God, so that means he cheated. And as we (laughs) totally, as we just had a whole (laughs) conversation on it and dove into it, I think um, we can put a different light on it. So... I don't think you cheated. Do you think you cheated? I no, I don't think I cheated. <laughs> uh, but but uh, I do think that um, I I really enjoyed the way that that kind of whole situation unfolded, and and I I feel like we learned a lot from it because at the beginning, you know, at that time we didn't have agreements uh, with us that uh, I cannot kiss someone. I mean, at that time I also had another girlfriend with whom I was also sexual, so it wasn't. Yeah, the 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 end of the world, and we were much more fluid and much more open with that. Mm. Uh, so that was not the problem. But yeah, what was your experience in, at that time? Because even though we had our agreements, which I was supposedly working under the contract. <laughs> <laughs> what contract? <laughs> Meaning that it's okay to do a kissing <laughs> action with another woman. Mm. But uh, how was your experience? And then I would love to to hear what what was there happening for you. So first to tell a little bit of a backstory of when this happened. This was actually very early on in our relationship. Mm -hmm. I think we'd been dating for about three weeks or something. And when I started dating you, you had still two girlfriends, which I was very aware of. Uh, that was communicated to me and and also for me you didn't tick all the boxes so we had a beautiful experience and I didn't think it would go anywhere and then slowly slowly it did go somewhere which hurtful to hear I didn't tick all the boxes (laughs) (laughs) well you were polyamorous I was not looking for another polyamorous person specifically in the sense of I was well you were missing out (laughs) (laughs) I almost missed out luckily I didn't and I followed something else except for just trying to find Prince Charming Um, I think that's very essential and for those that are more curious about the specific story of how we met there's an episode called on the feminine way podcast how i met your soulmate uh, from my perspective and there's an episode where you talk about your perspective we dive more into that but specifically during those few weeks it felt like a massive initiation because i had to let go and both of us had to surrender so much to what was actually unfolding between the two of us um, so for you, naturally, like one girlfriend quite quickly kind of dropped away. Yeah. Uh, and it, it wasn't from a, a harsh place, just kind of a more natural space. And then yeah, there was this, this one woman still still there in the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all kind of leading up to us going into the soulmate training, which I didn't know yet. But that was kind of I felt this was an initiation. And so in in those few weeks, 
there was a moment that you kissed another woman, which was not one of those two girlfriends. And I think that was for me the, the most difficult thing or confusing thing and why I, it was so unexpected and why it was maybe uh, like, um, felt like cheating in a way, even though, yeah, we hadn't sat down to figure out really our container or what our relationship is about or at what, that point what we haven't had yet? no we didn't oh, okay. yeah because we only did that after the soulmate training which followed a few weeks after that okay, okay, yeah okay. so we hadn't done that plus this specific woman was a woman that i had a whole backstory with because basically in the years leading up to meeting you i'd been open relating and dating and she was the partner uh, of one of the men that I was with, but sh they were first a couple and then I came in. So mm -hmm. she, we had this whole story and it was very difficult for her and challenging. And then I was kind of the outside woman. And so it was easier, quote unquote, for me because I wasn't the, how do you say that? The committed partner or the partner that yeah. was really fully set in stone. And I was just the add-on woman. Mm -hmm. So now I felt I got a little bit of a... Um, the, like other side. the other side of that experience, even though mm -hmm. we weren't that far along, I did feel a super strong connection with you and something seriously was opening up, which was already vulnerable enough. So yeah. then this happening was like just very shocking. And at the same time, what I learned from it or what I, because it showed me actually a green flag in you in the sense of normally you would say, oh, kiss another woman. So that's it. Like he's already, you can't trust him. So don't even start on it. It's the worst idea ever. But I feel everything in those first few weeks um, asked me to question all these limiting beliefs or all these conditionings and to mm -hmm. actually trust myself and what I'm feeling, what I'm sensing in my body beyond an initial layer of pain and to look at the actions. And I feel like the way you brought that news to me, because I remember it happened on the random party. I knew you were going there. We'd been texting that night yeah. and you were going into a retreat. So I wasn't supposed to actually see you before. And you suddenly showed up at my door in the morning and I was all surprised of like, what are you doing here? And like, like you brought breakfast and then eventually you also shared um, what had happened. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was really challenging to take because of the reasons I just shared. But the fact that you came to tell me in person that even though you didn't do technically anything wrong because we'd never set a container or anything, yeah. you still felt that it was important that it could somehow be triggering for me. So you you showed up in there sharing your truth, not defending yourself, but being just there in presence and witnessing me crumbling, but being there as a support so I could move through these waves of whatever I had to, to go through. and. Yeah. For sure, it wasn't easy, but it definitely, it showed your integrity in the sense of just, you're not running away from difficult situations, that you're not defending or blaming or shaming me for whatever I'm feeling, because you could have also been like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, you're just a jealous, like, pathetic woman or something that Ooh. cannot handle, like, I don't know, it could also be, you know, like, mm -hmm. what is your problem? Like, I didn't do anything wrong and stand in that point, but you, yeah, so for me, that was very special. And it, it showed me that the, the way you supported me through that and the way you helped me and also the way I had to unravel and show my worst side in a way, you know, the side that just wanted to kill this woman and like whatever, vilify you and like run away from the whole situation. But it asked me to, um, to move and heal something, like to move through something. So, yeah. So, so what would you advise for, for uh, both men and women if, something like that happens uh, just in general in their life if if something like so you know so innocent in a sense 
<coughs> from one perspective yeah. or maybe not so innocent if you're looking for more perspectives um like a kiss when it happens what would be your advice after experiencing that for both men yeah. and women mm. it's a beautiful question like i do think it it would be i want to say it would be different though if you would do it now because now we have these rules set in the place you know so um but deep down i believe when it comes to the subject of cheating or jealousy or just attractions to others mm-hmm. and you could say like oh the people that have been cheated on what's there they don't they're just a victim you know mm-hmm. but it's always interesting to ask yourself like what is the reason you're experiencing this like what is it in you that is attracting this experience of some reason so what is the lesson here what is how sarita just described this today i think your why does your innermost soul want you to have this experience yeah. and i think that's always in these situations where there is a lot of pain and trigger a question to ask and then of course finding support and finding a way to move through it i think when i look at how to deal with jealousy or how to how I dealt with this is like the ability to move your emotions to actually feel to express to mm-hmm. see where it might actually link back to um because when you ask yourself that question why does your soul want to experience this it often links back to an initial root somewhere where potentially there was a, a theme playing out in your childhood or wherever that could be you know yeah. and well i believe typically people would be uh reluctant to to take it so uh, internally as you just shared so you know what if a person is reluctant to say well i might have caused it for myself what if they think me no it's actually all all of it is just my partner's fault they are you know stupid they're crossing the the boundary or maybe untold boundary that we haven't even spoken yet yeah. about so what would you say to someone who's just finding it difficult to 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 receive it and say yes my soul have has input here and i have wanted from a soul level to have this experience to heal something yeah. so what what if that is not so easy for a person person well like yeah if i look back at myself being in this situation if you would have said that to me in that exact situation i would have been like fuck you you know what the fuck do you mean this is <laughs> fucking not okay i'm hurt this is like it like so in that moment that i think all that was really supportive is this sense of the safety in allowing myself to feel mm-hmm. and and just to not stop that because if i would have closed down right there and then if i would have just been like okay holding it in and be mm-hmm. like i'm fine or just being like yeah not okay but holding on to the pain yeah then this would have never happened between us Yeah. Uh, then I wouldn't have stepped on this, this massive initiation into love and finding my soulmate. Basically, I would have basically said, "Fuck you, soulmate. Bye. This is not the one. You're not the one." Yeah. Um, so I would celebrate in that moment my my ability to feel and the courage to go into vulnerability mm-hmm. and to really show you what it did to me. To really show you without blaming you. You know, yeah. that's an art to not blame the other while you're expressing whatever there is there. What would be an advice for men then if let's say in this hypothetical situation that happens from a man that a man kisses a woman we could also talk about the other way around because i believe that's also a yeah thing. because i think there's been research done on like the like who cheats more or something and i think it's always kind of 50-50 but yes. if we cheat in a different way or actually men are found out faster because they they're just less 
aware or less sensitive and women are very sensitive in general yes. so they pick up faster when when they're men when there's something off yeah apparently and there's <laughs> even a show I, I saw <laughs> i saw a glimpse some kind of a reel recently of, of a tv show in mm. u.s that that uh, discloses if you are not the father <laughs> oh my god <laughs> there was oh. one guy <laughs> who had two kids and mm. both of them were not his <gasps> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he was tearing up badly oh, there. So sad. But there's apparently like around 10% or more. I don't remember exactly, but let's say let's stick with 10. <laughs> around 10% are not theirs. So that kind of shows, you know, um that definitely, you know, infidelity exists within women too to the extent that yeah, yeah. can also even cause yeah. uh, cause offspring. Yeah, women are just more sneaky with it, maybe. Yeah, so, so what would be your yeah. advice for a man if a man has made this mistake in, let's say, mistake, meaning a, a, a mm -mm. kissing of someone, and maybe it wasn't in their agreements, maybe it wasn't, what what would you say yeah. that he should do to, to respect the woman, to respect the feminine in this moment? Mm, well, to... I would say to, like, to be a man. So what that means to me is mm -hmm. to own it, to show up for your actions, to to express it and not to just be like, sorry, 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 and making yourself smaller, you know, let your woman just like beat you up or whatever. And then just taking that in and then probably cheating again a few weeks after because you're not happy with your woman, you know, yeah. like, but really stepping into this, this is what you did. Like you showed up on my door, you owned it. You were also, I remember you being really nervous actually. Like in the beginning I was like, initially so I happy to sure see you and then i was happen. like what what is up with you like what's here and then i could suddenly feel this shift in you and i was like oh my god this is not good and i remember this oh and you talked about it and oh like such a like long story around it and that actually <laughs> pissed me off more than the actual thing i was like what the fuck are you trying to tell I me just like get down straight to the point like mm -hmm. own it and say it and then be there to support uh, but again not to just talk it good in a sense of you did it so there must be a reason why yeah. maybe also self-inquiry and because i remember you also self-inquiring if that was really in your integrity or not and mm -hmm. reflecting back if that was you were questioning that within yourself too which i for sure well there's always the, i believe there's always um supposed to be a reflection is like you know no matter it, if it was in your agreements or not if you have an interaction with someone again as i talked to already before is do I really want to have these babies or would I be okay to have babies with this yeah. person? But if I kiss someone, like, what do I really, what's the meaning of that for me? Yeah. Like, is it just fun? Why, why exactly this is fun? But maybe it is fun, but like, wh why exactly? What, what do I want? Do I have more, do I want more mm. experiences, more partners, or do I want to have, um, you know, I know, first brown girl or the first Asian or first white girl, you know, that yeah. I kiss or whatever. That could be a thing or at least it was a thing back in the day for me. So <laughs> it, was, it was a thing. <laughs> and, and then and then or maybe there's something more deep, you know, maybe it is this unfulfilled needs um, in a sense of this is actually very often happening to people. They are having unfulfilled needs in their primary relationship. Yeah. And then from there, they start trying to fill it up with something else which could be first just uh, online you know kind of dating or even just swiping through tinder you know yeah, just yeah. that that's already in a sense like a slippery fulfilling. slope you know? yeah but from there you'll be like ah there's so many other people that i could be with and here i don't feel fulfilled because i don't talk with my partner so 
anyway, I, I was reflecting whether that was a great idea, of course, and that's why it was difficult to share because I was still not yet sure mm. what does it mean for me. I knew that does not mean a new relationship per se, and I was not trying to create a new relationship. But then because I have this like four-point rule that was crossing one of my rules, and so at the end I actually figured out that it was not necessary, but but as as I, I was not crossing anyone's, you know, uh, boundary, uh, then it was not the end of the world, but I was actually not, uh, I was crossing my own boundary. Yeah. I was not actually being an in integrity for myself, for my own self. So, so that is that. But that, but that self-reflection is super sexy. Mm. Like that to me is like, that's what makes me trust you because that's a quality actually I see in you over and over and over again. We might have a fight and you're, we storm off or whatever, or we have a discussion and no, oh, I'm right. And like, we had this whole hissy fit but you'll always come back to me in some way and self-reflecting on what happened and either apologize or just, and that like that self-reflection is really sexy. That makes me actually trust you more than you just being a good person all the time. Mm -hmm. Because if you would just be a, a saint all the time, like we're never saints. None of us is saints, you know? We all have good and bad. We just did an exercise around this thing. Yeah. And so to me, but the, the ability to self-reflect and to shed awareness on that and just to own it and to some, sometimes apologize and that's not to say to talk it good or to say that you were a bad person. It's just to be like, okay, I reflected on that. That to me is sexy. And that's what makes me trust you mm -hmm. and, and really want to be with you. Um, no matter where your path is taking you or where my path is taking me when it comes to attractions to others, you know? Um, yeah. So, so then there was, there was that story, but then there was another time I kissed another woman. <laughs> it was like the week later, basically. Uh, was it a week? Oh, <laughs> because shit. Because you were going to that retreat. Oh, yeah. And here you were in a retreat. No, was that that yes, retreat? Yes, it was. It was okay. so great. Those first few weeks of our relationship were like such a trigger show. Was, it was great. That was nice then. It was intense <laughs> for you. Anyway, so there, there I am in that retreat. And, and we are exploring uh, the, the, the concept called desire. Mm. And it's not supposed to be through crossing any boundaries or kissing or, or whatever. But in there... I personally somehow get into this <laughs> trip <laughs> where meaning like where I again feel like, oh, well, maybe I, I have something to explore here. Mm. And again, this is this is me trying out the other side. Like I was trying to be saint before and holding on those four points and never crossing them. Yeah. And then this was the time when I was crossing them and I was actually happy to cross them. Uh, because then I could see what happens when I do with a with a plain like clear awareness that I'm I'm really witnessing what does it make me feel, uh, how does it make you feel, how does it make my other partners feel and whatnot. Yeah. So so yeah. In in one of those exercises, then I I ended up uh, in a kiss. Yeah. And that that was beautiful because that. We we ended that exercise with Namaste, and we know that there is nothing that is going to be created. That was just the 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 play with the desire in that specific exercise again, which was not intended to actually have something like that. Yeah. But we we crossed the line ourselves with this woman, and yeah. and we ended up actually doing that ourselves. So yeah. like with our own conscious minds, you know. Yeah. So that was interesting. But then, yeah, I needed to come back to you and be like, yay. So I <laughs> did it again. I remember that time it wasn't as triggering. I didn't know why, because maybe because of the week before. And I was like, well, no, anything could happen. I kind of 
<laughs> no, but I do think because of the way you're exactly describing it now, because you were in a in a meditative exercise, it was mm -hmm. you were learning something, and it's again the same quality because. I think beyond all our agreements, and we will record a podcast episode on this at some point too, to really explain yeah. like, okay, what is our container all about in our relationship? What did we actually finalize after the soulmate training? Yeah. But um, at the core of it is always this uh, meditativeness in, and this reflectiveness and this questioning of like, okay, what is here? This, this research and to, to give freedom within us both to experience that or to explore whatever needs to be explored because mm -hmm. I love this this thing in that we dive into in the soulmate training also at the core of a conscious relationship is freedom and honoring your own soul's calling and I think um, it comes to many aspects like giving you space to go to a different training or to go do that or travel here or whatever you need to do because the moment we start shutting that ability that possibility down like the moment i would we would both say for sure like 100 you cannot look at another woman touch one kiss one never another woman in your entire life when we suppress something so so when we can find something in it's bound to actually start creating a perversion of it like exploding it's, yeah it starts to want to come out more so <laughs> i feel the um, Yeah, I remember that being being less less triggering. Um, yeah, it's like yeah. it's like a volcano, you know, like volcano erupts because of the pressure building up. Yeah. It would not erupt if there would be no pressure, yeah. if it would somehow allow itself to to release. And then that's why we have some volcanoes that yeah. are very eruptive, meaning like when they erupt, like everything goes to yeah. shit. And there's some volcanoes that actually just kind of chill the whole time. Yeah, yeah we see and it with this couple. Hot. Yeah, we yeah. see it with a couple here in this training that is having a very challenging dynamic around jealousy true, and this almost like not being able to contain it. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, that then it becomes so... Okay, so I would like to ask you a question before we close. Yeah. Uh, so is jealousy bad or good? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're talking about it. We're talking about this... This because to 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 kind of yeah, like yeah. put it all in perspective, like we talked the whole podcast here about about how it is um, that we lived our relationship and how we survive and our agreements and and also I believe it's quite advanced to you know we were talking about exp our experience is quite advanced for typical day to day monogamous people to receive oh my partner just kiss someone and then kiss someone yeah, again yeah. and then you'd be like oh well that's okay and I move on because he's reflective yeah. so so that's not a typical a person's response but then uh, someone can start judging themselves and think like oh but does that mean that my um, jealousy is bad does that mean that I'm actually being uh, an asshole if I'm jealous you know because I believe as we talked already with the jealousy being Mm, it can be positive and can be negative yeah. and it can be a healthy amount of jealousy i believe we need to reflect a little bit and give the opportunity for people to feel that it's not bad to have jealousy no like well i think i'll own it right right here it's like i'm i have like a fucking jealous bitch inside of me <laughs> and it's like I but it's been it. so liberating <laughs> to own that because before i i wouldn't at all like I, i shared in the beginning i would i'm not jealous person you know like i'm the cool person and so me having to own the fact that i'm actually fucking jealous in a mm. way that there's a part of me that just wants to like rip a woman's head off when she looks at you or when you dance with someone it's like 
ugh, this feeling in your system, which I, I shamed and blamed and was really confusing and sometimes still is, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when I share about these experiences now, because I've processed them, yeah. but they come back in moments where suddenly that woman, I was all cool in the moment. And then I saw her three months later and I was like, like you had a hug with her and I'm like, like I got really agitated, you know, even though we processed it. So yeah. it's not to say that I'm healed and cured and now totally okay. And I think the same goes for you, but. Um, well, I would like to say that the, the way I see your jealousy these days uh, is more of a sensitivity to energy yeah. than than a oversensitivity. And I think we've worked to this point to actually be there. Like sometimes you feel something is off and you say it to me and maybe something was off. Meaning like not that I crossed the boundary or not that I kiss someone now as as yeah. we close that container specifically. But it might still be something. Like uh, there might be a, a feeling or sensation that, well, for example, I can dance with someone or I can be with, with someone in the vicinity and someone really wants something from me, like a hook kind yeah. of a feeling. And I can deal with that so I can be fine. But if you arrive into the scene, it might be difficult for you to receive that because you you see the you know interaction energetically and that doesn't make yeah. you feel comfortable as that is almost like a competition even though you, you don't compete yeah um so yeah i feel like i now see that sensation that that you receive as a more of a sensitivity that i actually like reflecting on yeah. and when you share it i i enjoy i i enjoy to hear like oh you know that you feel sensitive about something and that because i get the opportunity to reflect oh did i do something off did i went too far or was the woman just trying to get me far herself and I didn't give in, but maybe, you know, it was in the field. And yeah. sometimes I just don't notice that somebody was really into me and I just move on. Like, I really don't care. And and you're like, that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning like, you don't say that in yeah. these words, but it, it, that, that, that sensation, that feeling is there. So, yeah. so um, yeah, I, I, I like it, actually. I like it. It, it it makes me be more aware. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, over the years, it's been more refined in the sense of I can distinguish the, the feeling because the feminine, I am very sensitive, so mm -hmm. I can feel anything in the field. Like, you could be on the other side of the world and I can feel or I tune in or I could experience that, okay, something is, is happening or something, you're in a tantra training. And then, yeah, there's been moments where I shared that and it felt really tender also to share and confusing because maybe I'm just making this up. Mm -hmm. But you always gave me a reflection back in the sense of you validated that and and refined it in the way of confirmed or just shared vulnerably also what was happening, not because you were crossing something, because there might have, but there might have been an interaction of some sort, which empowered me a lot in my feminine sensitivity. So Your intuition in my intuition and from that space i feel like my jealousy has turned into into a it's been a portal into my power into my sensitivity as a woman who is so intuitive but learning to read that intuition so learning to 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 place it instead of just oh i feel something so he must be cheating or like something must be off it's like yeah like instantly attacking yeah i i really i really don't like that so what i what i would say you know when if a person is asking is jealousy bad or good as, as yeah. we, we just asked i would personally say communicate with your partner like yeah. really have the interaction that 
you can understand what is your sensitivity because it could be also from a man's side. Yeah, yeah. Could be that the man does not feel safe or secure with this particular particular woman. Maybe her line of work. Maybe you know, I don't know. She works at the bar, and there's a lot of men or whatever. Yeah. The there could be situations where he does not feel safe and secure. But if you communicate consciously and you move through, and then you you get yeah. to the point where 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 you can just be more aware instead of lashing out and, and yeah. you know taking each other's phone from the hands and be like, who are you work typing out now? Yeah. What's going on? And, and seeing who are you following on Instagram? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I perceive that jealousy is good. It's yeah. like an intuition of sorts. And it has the capacity to be bad. It yeah. has the capacity to go too far. Yeah. Definitely. And, and that is where we need to catch ourselves. We need to be truly aware what are, what are our sensitivities and how do we deal with them? How do we move those emotions? How do we feel them? And why the jealousy comes from? Is it because of insecurity? Is it because uh, you know we don't feel safe with the partner, that particular partner because of their actions? Is it because our judgments of the opposite gender to begin with, or yeah. you know the same gender? The if past. you, yeah. yeah, because of the past, it could be because of our conditioning, because of our culture or religion, and in many of those things don't have anything to do with this particular partner. So really being able to express those emotions, knowing that oftentimes the the jealousy is going to be a projection especially at the beginning yeah. until you can refine it and as as we did eventually we we yeah. communicated and and I was able to receive you and you were able to receive me uh, and and then eventually we clarified that oh actually this can be a sensitivity that is beautiful and is even insightful to me yeah. uh while I I might not care at the beginning so 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 that's where I perceive we can get with jealousy and then it becomes like eros that we talked about it yeah. just becomes this like little play when you again play with with erotic energy which is eros not even erotic in a sense of sexual but yeah. erotic in a sense of creative erotic that is constantly moving like wind like leaves in the wind that this is there it's like a chi in, in our life and yeah we need to preserve ourselves and all we can do is is just truly be in our emotions yeah and it can be a source of great turn on too, the healthy way like in these moments sometimes when you're just like grab me and like you're mine or the other way around i whisper that it's like you're mine it's like there's su such a primal uh feeling there also where true, it true. feels like this primal aspect of of me and of you is also being honored that just sometimes wants to be like you're fucking my woman or you're my man you know Yeah. But uh, finding a healthy way is the key and essential there. And I think it starts always communication um, because I've also heard of people or they come to me and they're like, well, I cannot express this or talk with my partner about this because every time I bring it up, it's just a no-go. I just cannot go there because she goes mm -hmm. too crazy. And it's like that's bound to go into a direction where you don't eventually. want to. Yeah, eventually going into a direction where there's going to be some sort of pain or hurt because it's driving. Yeah, it's kind of starting to repress something. So... For me, and that's what's the difference in this relationship. It was from the beginning a topic we talked about. We had discussions about, yeah, topics we were vulnerable about, where we 
we moved through. Yes, there's been many times where we had misunderstandings and fights because of that and hurt and whatever, but we kept coming back to like trying to talk again about the subject from a different mm -hmm. angle. Okay, again, coming from a place, can I really listen and understand where you're coming from? Can you really listen and understand where I'm coming from? And like slowly, slowly, like, yeah, it becomes a, yeah, just something we can actually share about and which gives mm -hmm. a lot of insight about ourselves, about our relationship too. So I think that's very special. I adore it. I would love to speak more. I believe uh, the sun <laughs> is going down, yeah. so we'll need, to, we'll need to close it here. And yeah. I would like to finish with, uh, a practice that we've learned from Sarita and and yeah. and I believe this is this is something that we can start our conversations about jealousy or about things that maybe have happened or attractions that maybe have happened or maybe just enforce the relationship itself and the awareness and choose each other truly so uh Are I you reading my mind? I was <laughs> reading your mind. So um yeah, let's do that and I believe then we can close. Now, before we share this really simple tantric technique that can help you literally dissolve jealousy in minutes, it did for us. And the beauty about this little technique is that it actually taps into your instinctual nature at this part of you that has its very root at the very foundation of who you are. And so maybe with your mind, it might not make logical sense of like, how can that actually work? But it really does. So try it out. But I wanted to quickly mention that this November, me and Modestus are hosting a very special Tantra weekend specifically designed for couples called the Bridge Immersion. It's in person in the Netherlands. And this is the place to learn about Tantra, to learn the art of conscious relating. And it's specifically designed for couples who want to grow and learn together in a very playful way. And at the same time, support each other in becoming the absolutely best versions of themselves. Get ready to activate new levels of understanding, of love, of passion and connection with yourself and your partner. You can download the info package by following the link in the podcast description. Also, in case you don't want to wait any longer and start now with bringing Tantra teachings into your relationship, check out the Bridge online course, Three Tantric Dates, also can be found in the podcast description. So that's the place to be. Make sure to have a look after we demo and show you this beautiful tantric technique to dissolve jealousy in minutes. Yeah, it's a very, very easy. It's basically two sentences what you repeat to each other. And Sarita told me and shared this with me in a moment that I was having a, a big struggle around it. And she, sh she shared this with me and said, like, just go to Modestus, share these two words and see how he responds or share these two sentences. So I'll do that now. Okay. I'm your woman. You're my man. You're my woman and I'm your man. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's close it here. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Enjoy. Have a beautiful day and uh, yeah, keep keep informing us on what you want to hear because there's so much more to talk. Yeah, feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, asks. We'd love to hear from you and we hope to see you in the next episode. Or the next retreats that we are organizing. Yes. So uh, <laughs> follow DK on Instagram or, or ping me uh, a message on WhatsApp and yes. I love you. Yeah, have a nice time. See you Enjoy. in the next one. <laughs>